Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam Saunders, your host, and welcome to the Everything MCU podcast. This episode, I am joined with David Bunt to discuss the villains in Phase 1. Now, we were hoping to get through all of Phase 1 villains, but as we discuss the characters we love from the movies we love, we go on a few tangents and there's also a lot to get through. Because really, what would the heroes be if not for the villains? In fact, most heroes only exist because of the villains. And in this app, we want to dive into the villains' missions, motives, how they executed their plans, how they relate to the heroes, to our favourite scenes and monologues. To start off with the app, we have an update of the latest announcement announcements from Kevin Feige at the Brazil Comic Con. Now, I know you're busy, but if you enjoy the show, leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on the Facebook page. And hey, if you have a topic you would like us to talk about, you can contact us via Messenger or on Facebook. And as always, enjoy the show. I've never really had a taste for this kind of thing, but I must admit, I'm deeply enjoying the suit. Hello and welcome to the Everything MCU podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saunders, and joined with Bunty. Oh. Start off with the update for the episode. So the latest uh, announcements that we've heard from Kevin Feige and Co. and Marvel Studios. So Kevin Feige himself went down to Brazil Comic Con. Yeah, now, you, know, yeah you know when he's coming out, there's going to be something good. He's not coming out for nothing. So Busy man, yep. Yeah, I think it was the first time that he's actually been there to Brazil. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make the news up as I go along. Yeah, we we'll see pics of him at, like, Mardi Gras down there or something, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Uh, he's all up for a good time. <laughs> now, at, at the Comic-Con, he uh, released some new photos of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he also came up with some news on the new series. So Moon Knight, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Mm. Apparently they'll be ready next year. Now, I guess, you know, are they ready to come out next year? I'm not sure. They haven't have they been announced? Yeah, it's been I heard, didn't ambiguous. He didn't say anything, so yeah, they, we'll they see what be, he means yeah. by that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna lean towards they're gonna be ready to go to Disney Plus, uh, because Black Widow will have been out. Um and then they'll make content to follow that through, right? Yeah, and which means... And that's what I'm hoping. That's what yeah. I want. It's like, <laughs> Just get it out there. Now that we've got Disney Plus, uh, how are you finding that? It's been good. Yeah, Disney's, like, serving up for me with the Mandalorian, so... Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of Marvel content now, so... Yes. Uh, so then, well, have you watched... Uh, it's all right. Get back to the episodes. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So that means casting announcements will be out soon for that, if that's mm. the case, and it's ready next year. So that'll be good to keep yeah. an eye out for. And then Moon Knight is what I actually really want to know, because there's there's a few rumours floating about about who they're thinking about casting for that. All crazy, but... It sounds intriguing. Yeah, so, well, that won't be far away, apparently. And then also he announced a little interesting tidbit for the future, uh, especially when, in the case of the Eternals movie. So he announced the Eternals will know the existence of the Avengers, but the Avengers don't know much about the Eternals at this stage. I mean, obviously, we've seen that in the movies, but, you know, there always could be little tidbits that they know. 
that they're not sharing, but they clearly don't have much knowledge of the Eternals yet. Intriguing, because the the same way they have to do it with Captain Marvel, where they have to make her part of the universe, but not there because she was too powerful, and Thanos would have been stopped. Like, how are they going to juggle that with the Eternals? Yeah, especially, like, uh, he also was quoted, Celestials are a big part Mm. of of it as well, and uh, he goes on to say that we'll see the Celestials in their full, true, enormous power. Which would be awesome, right? I think we've only seen, like, Ego, but uh, a full Celestial with an Infinity Stone was in the vision for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. Yeah, so So we're going to see some epic battles. Like, if you can imagine the the destruction, huge, which... You know, this also means the Eternals have been hanging around on Earth if they know about the Avengers. And with that epic battle, you're going to have some planet-destructive power there. Enter Galactus. I am so keen to see. I, I, I want him to be infused, but I'm, I'm just going to take a step back and just kind of you know, take a deep breath because I don't want them to rush it in. I want them to take the time. With oh, they will. They will. But, I mean, that's all. That's another thing he said. The master plan is underway. Oh, so, God. you know, they're, they're, he's clearly gone that, that far in organising what's for the future. But, uh, obviously, he's he always takes it one movie at a time, but he's got those plans for the the Eternals Avenger mix-up, which is going to be pretty awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all come along. And then he was also saying about the multiverse. So one thing he said was he wanted to do time travel, which he exceeded in the endgame, and the next evolution of the MCU will be opening it into the multiverse. Yeah, and like I said previously, like into the Spider-Verse kind of trial that a little bit as well, mm. and it's going to work well. So I reckon that was a bit of a trial run. It sort of worked, and it's going to go within a live-action one now. So Yeah, well, I mean, they even did that in Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, they literally went in there. They discussed yeah. a multiverse. I know they're just like, like, so yeah. they fully yeah. went for it, dropped it, and really, they mostly got good feedback from it. Like, no, no one was really like, oh, no, don't do it. That's going to ruin it. It was more like... How are they going to fit this together? And obviously, they didn't go the full way with that movie, which I, I didn't want to say that is the case, but yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they managed that well. We yeah, actually dipped their toes into it too. Just, tough, just so. a little bit, right? And then yeah, just a space test. Yeah. And now they're fully going to go into it. It's the next evolution of the MCU. I, which, think, I think that's the wise way to go. So I reckon the next Doctor Strange movie will. Oh, that's opening it up. Right? That's the the doors already a little bit open. But with Scarlet Witch or WandaVision and that series, and then how that directly relates to Multiverse of Madness. So it's, yeah, it's going to bust open the door right there. I'll be sorry. And then apparently uh, you might even see that in the Loki series as well. It's been reported that, uh, yeah, he might have a traveling the multiverse with the Tesseract. I was going to say, it makes sense that if you could teleport into your own area of the universe the tesseract could potentially hit you to other multiverses but it's an infinity stone it should be able to go anywhere but then i wonder what happens when you take an infinity stone out of its multiverse or whatever but and then we use it to another one 
another one that doesn't have one though, saying that, Well, that's what I was just yeah. about to say is what happens if they're the only ones in all of it? Like they're that powerful. Nah. No, nah. It's just one. No. Alright, one <laughs> one. Mock trying to like explain why all of them came together in the the Yeah, in every yeah. multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Still could happen. Still could happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot uh, was announced at the Brazil yeah, Comic Con. And uh, yeah, little tidbits for the future, which is looking exciting. So yeah, can't wait to see how they pull it off. Sweet. Yes, yeah. Into the movie. <laughs> uh, movie. Movie, yep. Into the episode. <laughs> So, this episode, we're going to be going on the Villacon. Villain. Villacon. Villacon. Villaincon. Villaincon. Yeah. Okay. Villaincon. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I'm just going with the minions on this one. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah. We're, we're, we're delving deep into the villains. Yes. The villains of Phase 1. Phase 1 because there's a villain in every movie, apparently. <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> yeah, or more. They're, they're the. It's something that makes the movies that we never really consider because they don't normally stick around for long. But yeah, I think they deserve their justice. They yeah, they deserve yeah. their time. Well, definitely, they they make the heroes. Yeah, really. Without without the uh, the bad guys, without those villains, the heroes wouldn't even exist. So this is what this episode is about: giving the villains a bit of a spotlight. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, <laughs> we'll shine the spotlight on them. Yeah. They have, have, have their moment. That's it, that's it. So, Iron Monger, first up, Iron Man yeah, first one. First Iron Man movie, gotta, gotta delve into that, because that was that was the one, it was like, it hit the beach first, it was the first on the sand, it came out swinging. And yeah, you're right, so Iron Monger, uh, Obadiah. Obadiah? Obadiah. Obadiah. Obadiah Stane. Oopa. Yes. So, the Ironmonger, what was his mission? What was the motive? You know, uh, I mean, clearly it's greed. Mm. Like, uh, that's that's what a greed power wanted to take over the company completely. I mean, because it's funny, because he actually did the hit on Stark before he even wanted to stop making weapons. So that had nothing to do with it. In other words, him becoming Iron Man and wanting to change... Uh, the world for the better and stop producing weapons had nothing to do with Obadiah saying wanting to get rid of Tony. It, it's, his motivations were a bit curious about the timing because he had dealt with... I, I think it must have been because of dealing with Stark and his, his playboy ways for so long, not getting any glory, always in the background. You know, it, it obviously got to him and he wanted to be the face. Yeah, so it was maybe, a bit of recognition. Maybe he wanted some of the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe want to that playboy. I think he was, a, he was already getting it, right? Uh, he, he, second fiddle. Yeah. He didn't want to be second fiddle. No, that's it. He's, uh, he's wanting to be head honcho and get Tony out of sight. Yeah. So if we delve into what he did, okay. So the execution, we, 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 his motivations were pretty shallow, let's be honest. Yeah. Fairly shallow. They might have had a bit more depth. And maybe could have been explored more, but Jeff Bridges played the role pretty damn well still. He, he, he was pretty intimidating. Oh. And I like, so if we if we fast forward quickly to the Far From Home Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and you could see how he treated the scientists and stuff in the background, how they were like super pissed at being dealt with it by Obadiah back then as well. Yeah, but yeah. You saw that kind of glimpse into the past again, you're like, 
yeah. He was a an asshole. Yeah, absolutely an asshole. If we have a look at his, his plan, like, let's delve into that. Right, so his, his plan, uh, obviously kidnapping Tony from the start, and then, uh, sorry, I just got the dog Tony yeah. in the room for this uh, any all good. Alright, so yeah, the kidnapping, but it gets deeper than that, doesn't it? Because initially we think it's a kidnapping, it, it gets stuck, it's taken, but then later on we learn more. Yeah, well, really, so in the in the kidnapping, the, the whole deal mm. that he had was to actually kill Tony. Yeah, exactly. So then they, uh, Ten Rings, the leader at that time, in that little group, he decided, oh, well, this is what we've got, so no, we want more money, yeah. And then that changed the entire thing, which then you have, you know, Tony, uh, the golden goose, as as Obadiah puts it, uh, lays the, the final golden egg. Yeah. And then obviously it starts off from there. So, yeah. So I, I like that he wasn't trying. So his initial plan actually seemed quite sound. And they executed it well and they should have destroyed Tony pretty easily. And then, bam, that's it. His plan would have worked. No one would have known. They would have blown on terrorists. And the only thing that went wrong was that the terrorists decided to start thinking for themselves. Bad terrorists. Yeah. So. If, if, yeah, if you look over his plan, done well. Like, it was, yeah, there was no loose ends apart from those people that he had to outsource it to. Yeah, that's it. So it was, yeah, overall, very well done until someone else ruined his plans for him. So, yeah, overall, you've got to say he was all thumbs up as a villain. Like, he had that ultimate plan. It's just the Shallow motivations. Initiated his plan well, should have succeeded in that. But then again, how he continued his plan after Tony got back, like, he hit that quite well. Uh -huh. Somewhat, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he hit that awesomely. Yeah. Like, he had Tony under the thumb. Mm. Yeah, it was spectacular sort of chess playing in the background with all the board members yeah. and getting them to kick Tony out and the way that he managed to hide. He's true. And the entire time, he just played it like he was he was Tony's mentor still. Like, he was sympathetic, and Tony had no idea until the confrontation in the penthouse or whatever it was. No, no, yeah, so it wasn't even that. It was... One-sided. Yeah, well, one of my favourite scenes of it, right? So I'll go to the... One of my favourite <laughs> scenes of it, he's out the front telling the, uh, well, the, all the media's yeah, out yeah. there, and then he tells Tony right there in front of the whole media. It just, the balls of it, you know, just to be able to do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, photo time, photo time. And, and then, <laughs> you know, oh, well, who do you think got you kicked out? That was absolute goal. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, the, it audacity, the audacity of it, to just it's do that. Honest, how, right? But then it, it just shows how confident he was and how calculated he yeah. was. You know, he knew every step of the way. By this point, he pretty much sort of had Tony covered in every aspect that he thought. Do you reckon it would make him, in hindsight, a better villain if somehow in the future they discover that he was part of Hydra? Or do you think that's too much and that his current motivations are all good? Like, do you think yeah. it's somehow associated with Hydra in some way that we don't know of, and then it's discovered? Do you think they'll like we'll look back and go, oh, okay? I mean, I reckon it's something you'd accept. <laughs> yeah. I reckon well, you'd sure, accept like, it, right? Hydra like had had its tentacles.
it's like pushing the Hydra angle too far, or if it's better if it's just corporate greed motivation. Because corporate greed, let's face it, that's massive in our current world. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, you can kind of look at that and go, oh yeah, through yeah, the entire that. system. You could see that, and same with Tony's well, though, right? Like he would have been part of the corporate greed until he changed his way. So maybe, maybe that's a more relatable one. Maybe it is better that they just. I I think that. so. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, but they haven't mentioned anything of it, so you just got to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. which suits it better, like you said. Uh, I agree. They definitely, if they just leave that, everyone's going to be pretty happy with that. And Jeff Bridges just played that so well. Like the the casting of it. Oh, there's something about Jeff Bridges just. He just he held his uh he just held it so good and he could just play that bad guy in that commanding role. Sort of yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. Like even he's, he's got that charisma of yeah. If if you look back at the Neutron, right? The Neutron, he didn't have much of a part, but he just I don't know. It, like I say Neutron, but it's newer, old now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, like even in that, he didn't have much of a part, but he just. He still had a presence, so yeah. I, that was good casting. No, excellent. Not though. quite as good as the lead cast. <laughs> well, <laughs> who would have seen that? Hey, guy? If you gave him enough time, who knows? If Maybe. you gave him enough time. Jeff Bridges uh, said that in the original script that he Iron Monger wasn't supposed to be dying at it, and wasn't actually supposed to be the main antagonist as well. Oh. Yeah, so... No, I didn't know. And so the, the script completely changed after he signed the contract to the movie. So they did a full switcheroo on him and made him the full interest. So so that the, the end sequence with like how Iron Monger ended up going down could have been done a bit better in my books, but like the, the, the final fight scene was okay, but I don't know, it just didn't give me that climatic sense that I was hoping for. Yeah, it was great at first. Like, yeah. I loved them, you know, the bus and then the cards, like, doing yeah. that. And then it was a good show of, you know, uh, I guess these type 1 yeah. suits doing what they do. But, yeah, at the end, that, that end bit, how he actually got defeated is, yeah, it's a little bit weak in terms of that Tony was also there. He was in the firing line and nothing <laughs> happened to him. You know, he... His head was exposed as well, you know, so it's not like he had his armour and helm on. Then you could probably excuse it, yeah. you know, but he he was just as vulnerable as Obadiah. I reckon Obadiah, in, in my books, it feels like he deserved a better death than that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, uh, there's, some, there's some villains that they've fought, like Thanos, right? His death was pretty epic because he was just shrugging off and taking so much... Uh, and he was putting out so much damage, it, it was just lethal. And then when it finally succumbed at the end, it's just like you take a breath, you know, oh, that was a battle. Whereas Iron Monger, I'm like, yeah, I would like to see him do more. Like, as, as, as number one in the Phase 1 movies, because we're not including Hulk just, just yet, No, I reckon yeah. it, it, was, it was still pretty damn good. It was a good intro, and I would have just liked to have seen him stay around longer. Just because of Jeff Bridges, mostly. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what was your favourite scene with him in it? I love that. that at the front. Yeah, I love that media scene. Just because he it does show just, you know, his confidence, calculated mm. strike of when to, 
you know, making himself known as the bad guy. It was really good. Really good. And, like, just the look on Tony's face as well, like, as he does it, he's just, yeah, I love that scene. I absolutely love it. I, my favourite one was it. I, I think I actually like the one in, in Tony's mansion where Tony's, like, quite cocky and then he's pulled out his little buzzer things, like, Tony's done and he can't do anything. It's like, oh, he doesn't have words for it. <laughs> then, and, <clears throat> then over there he gets his, his monologue moment and then yeah yeah pretty much shows his heartless side because he just like yanks out Tony's power supply and just leaves him to die and he's like wow right <laughs> okay I know Ooh. it is it is uh, like you see, it's like brutal yeah so I'm not absolutely <laughs> brutal right because yeah like, I was looking for the right yeah, word yeah, that it was the perfect word for it it's like yeah yeah you'll die slowly with shrapnel going through your heart enjoy. Just, yeah, yeah, just leave him paralysed, yeah. just there to dice. And realistically, alone. again, that should have worked, except for any old power supply that left for Tony that he went to dispose of, and it just had, like, good old pepper, pepper right? Good old pepper. But yeah, I think that was mine, just because it was brutal in hindsight. Oh. It's like, ooh, ooh, I mean, ooh. that's that's the best monologue. That's the best <laughs> monologue. Like, alright, I, I reckon we get it out. I reckon we get it out. <laughs> listen, listen to just how good Jeff Bridges is. Shame the government didn't approve him. There's so many applications for causing short-term paralysis. Ah, Tony. When I uh, ordered the hit on you, I worried that I was killing the golden goose. But you see. survive that. You had one last golden egg to give. You really think that just because you have an idea, it belongs to you? Your father, he helped give us the atomic bomb. Now, what kind of world would it be today if he was as selfish as you?
Let's see. My prototype. It's not as uh, well, not as conservative as yours. Too bad you had to involve Pepper in this. I would have preferred that she left. Absolutely. Like, actually, watching that again, I'm just like, how oh, good is he? Like, oh, that, wow. And yeah. You know what? There's, there's so many parallels I just realized I haven't watched it again of like Obadiah and Thanos. Like, the very similar. But then I saw par parallels of like Obadiah's monologue, like, you know, going to create a new world of weapons in the right hand. I'm like, Wait, that sounds like Tony from like you know putting the shield around the world and having them control because no one else is is worthy of something. It's like oh, oh, I don't know, you know, Tony's maybe, but I'm just like wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. Like he had the uh, that sort of vision, but for the bad, like he wanted a shield around the world, but almost like yeah. Hydra, the gun pointed in, like yeah. security, yeah. Just so, I had Jeff Brutal Bridges, like, oh. he, he was menacing. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. oh, that was so good. So I'm good to watch. Yeah. Like, and it just, it does give you, uh, fresh after watching yeah. that, it gives you a newfound appreciation yeah. for how they did that and what they did with him and why, you know, that villain is actually, he's really good. Yeah. Like, I think, yes, all right, the shallow... The shallow side of it, the, the motivation um, maybe, but like that, like his acting and the way he portrayed it, especially there, and how he was still, he was still almost acting like Tony's mentor, and like you know, yeah, you can't, you <laughs> this, can't is it, this is going to be your legacy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is, it's almost that reminds you of Thanos. I mm. hope they remember you. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, it's look, like having seen that bit again, there's some parallels. You're like. Oh, alright. Was... Like, even at the start when, like, Tony was calling Pepper, I'm like, that was like him and the, going up to the spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. All those parallels to, to the original yeah, first yeah, Iron Man. That's wow. good. That's good. That is a good parallel. Oh. Alright. Oh. And then, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was the whole point of this, is like to show some appreciation to the villains in, in the yeah. MCU. And they started off with uh, six. It was beautiful. And that, that was my favourite monologue. Like, that's his fav my favourite yeah. monologue quote yeah, out of the whole thing. It was just. Absolute perfect yeah. and so intimidating. Yeah, yeah deadly, brutal. Just like you're gonna die, and this is your legacy. Yeah. Like sitting there right next to him as he's saying it. Just like, like the, the fact that he went himself as well and just casually just did it all and, and had had a little chat with Tony as he was yanking out his his life. Pretty oh much. yeah, and saying that, like you see it. Did you see the blood coming out of yeah. his ear? Yeah. Yeah, like it was a brutal scene and just yeah, really appreciate that as a villain. I recommend going back and watch that model for anyone. Yeah, yeah. If you just watch it like it sounds intimidating, you watch it and you're just like, What? Yeah. Jack Bridges. Just a little off scene story. You said that the uh, the actual script had 
they only had an hour. I literally didn't have a script for it. Mm. So for the whole movie. Most of the Yeah, hour. yeah. Like most of the movie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're just going to do this um, and just see, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. And that, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges would just say to each other when the cameras finally rolled that they'd have screenwriters and ask if you got any ideas. Like, so. Oh, yeah. It worked. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, like, if, if you look to the new Thor movie, right, like, Chris Hemsworth really liked doing some of the ad hoc scenes and bits and pieces where he got to kind of flex his. Is, is acting muscles a bit off off script, just to like do your own thing with Loki and it just turned out cool. So maybe it's the same thing. Same sort of thing. Who knows? Yeah, brilliant. Just master uh, masters at work. Alright. Yeah, so next one. The Incredible Hulk. We're <laughs> including the Incredible Hulk. Obviously yeah, it's moving uh, number two. You know, I, I didn't even realise, but it was actually released like three months after Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's it. It was a shock to me when I heard that, but it was like, oh. that's because Fox did it. So, like, you know, I just kind of dismissed it a little bit. Yeah, oh, no, Universal. Universal? Universal. It must have been. You know, Fox and Universal, they, they kind of, you know, go back and forth for doing kind of shitty oh, Marvel movies. So. They, all, they most of them all work together anyway. How many different <laughs> times do you see at the front, you know? Um, but yeah, so the Incredible Hulk. Now we've got Abomination. We'll start with Abomination. I didn't like it. Like, I, I didn't like the way they kind of introduced it, to be honest. Like, I don't know, it felt like the off cliche. It's like, we need something that can be as big and bad as the Hulk. Like, what can they do? Ah, oh, almost a secondary Hulk. Let's do a second Hulk. Well, they needed something for him to snap. Yeah, no, really. I, like, I, I can understand the thought, and that, that's what I think the thought process was, but I don't know. It almost felt lazy. Maybe. Maybe I didn't like it because it just felt lazy. I wanted something more challenging for the Hulk. Like, Hulk and Thor, awesome. Similar power levels, good fights. But then it just kind of, I don't know. There's something about it. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was just, because, you know, just a soldier. Yeah. Uh, what, what was his, uh, mm. sorry, I am looking up yeah. his name. Yeah, see, like, like I said, it's not that that memorable, right? Like, I remember him him being beaten around by the Hulk a couple of times in the movie, and, like, he felt he got the raw end of it, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the Hulk, and I'll kill the Hulk, sort of thing. Like, oh, I don't know. He needed to be in there uh, to show just how, I guess, <laughs> the, uh, the serum yeah. worked, and that scientific side of it and how they haven't developed that technology properly. But, you know, as he was just a soldier that really just wanted to be the big bad, yeah. you know, he just wanted to smash things as well. It was just, uh, yeah, I don't know, it just, yeah, I didn't really, yeah. it I was think, all right. I think that's why I preferred, I prefer counting the Avengers movies, the first Hulk movie in a way. Because I look at that, I'm like, Okay, who was Hulk's big nemesis in that? Because Thor was on his side. I'm like, oh, Hulk's biggest nemesis was himself. Ooh. Boom. Mind blowing. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, okay, that, that's like, that's not too bad. And then you end up kind of coming to terms with it and controlling it a little bit. And oh, no, I felt that was a better journey. And he didn't, he didn't even get as much screen time. Whereas this one, I don't, I don't know. It was okay. 
I'll have to go back and watch it again properly. Emil Blonsky. That's freaking what I was looking for. Emil Blonsky was yeah. the soldier. So and memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just forgot the guy's name and I just called him Abomination. But Emil Blonsky. And, uh, yeah, he was really just a bad guy. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there was no real depth to it. Okay, there's no depth, but, like, his motivations were each time they went to capture the Hulk, he got beaten around, and then he was like, I want that power. He's like, yeah, wants the power, but then he also wants the revenge with the power. Yeah. And then he, they, they lose control of him because he was like, I'm more powerful than you all that jazz and then the whole thing ends up having to be the good guy. Yeah, and he had no plan at all. Like he no. just he just wanted to defeat him in a hand in hand fight. It was very uh animalistic, really. Yeah. Like just, you know, uh so just, that, that that side of it that could have been explored a more, right? Like just the animalistic side and how that just the Hulk is just like, okay, there's someone of my own power just unleash and just lose control and blood rage sort of thing. And that's um, what he did, like, yeah. really, but by the end of it, and he stomped his dominance over because he beat him and yeah. just, you know, banged, had his foot on his chest and just yelled yeah. out. So it was just that very alpha male yeah. dominance. No, but again, we're talking about the Hulk, and we're not talking about his villain. And so I'm just like... No, that, but that is what I'm sort of, you know, saying is that they did do that, that yeah. animalistic stuff with this guy and... Yeah, like it was, it was good, but yeah, like I said, it was it's not. Film? No, not really. <laughs> like it was good for the movie. Is that that's what I meant? Yeah. <laughs> it's good for the movie because you just get that yeah. smash and pound. Like when the Hulk just uh, rips apart that cop car and uses them as as gloves, pretty much <laughs> to just smash him. It's good to watch, but yeah, overall as a villain. And this is why, you know, never really rated the Incredible Hulk. Like, well, like I said, Universal, I think they picked up their game a bit more with, like, the Godzilla movies and stuff, a bit with their monster fights. But, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Bonomation. General Ross, though. Yes. General Ross. General Ross was, you know, I guess it's because he's actually stuck around as well. Well, Was it the same Ross as in the very first movie with Eric Banner? Maybe not. Like, as in the actor? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know either. Let's look, look that up. Oh, we'll do a little bit of trivia <laughs> yeah. on that. Because, like, I, I don't know, I quite like it because he has stuck around. They've kept the same actor as Darren Ross since that movie, right? And he, he made a cameo in... Oh, no. No, he didn't make a cameo. Who made that cameo? So, um, Stark. Stark made a cameo in one of the movies At the end, with yes. General Ross. Was that in this movie? Yes, it was. Really? No, it was a different General Ross. Okay. So, so Stark, Stark had the, the after-credits scene in this movie with General Ross. Yes. Oh. Yeah, how, yeah. I wonder how Marvel juggled that when they weren't actually producing it. Interesting. Oh, well, they, they've obviously... They must have had yeah, some had a info on it. Um, because it is still... Yeah, it's, it's officially just, as yeah. the second movie. It's just we don't sort of consider it. <laughs> <laughs> we and we can't change our minds on that. And that's why yeah. I sort of wanted to put this in, because it is a part of it. I'm just, we've just got to accept it. That's There's true. nothing else we could do. So General Ross, right? Yeah. I like him, and I like that they've kept the same character through the movies as him, because when he's come up in the Avengers movie and stuff, you can see he's built up his power, like political power and whatnot. Alright, so it, that's cool. It is it is cool how they've done that. And it's like one of the 
one of the only villains. Although, you know, he's not really a villain in the later ones. Like, no, he, well, I think he's almost calmed down. When you see him in this one, yeah. he is just, he just seems like an absolute drop kick of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just someone you would never even have the time of day for if you knew what they were like. Because he wants to capture the hope for experimental purposes. I mean, his whole reason for doing what he did is really because he was banging his daughter, I think. <laughs> like, that's the only... Very, his you, main do you thing... Do you reckon you'll turn to Ross later on in life? Hey? Do you reckon you'll turn to him later on? Yeah, life? yeah, that's it. I'll be Casey Jones, except with a cricket oh, bat. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's that seems to be the sore point for him, other than the fact that he thinks Banner has stolen all the research for the super serum, yeah. super soldier serum, and that's why he wants him. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and then... General Ross, he almost uses, like, he doesn't officially use his daughter as bait, but he he practically does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, like, how can you do that to your own daughter? I know, like, it just doesn't seem... So, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of revealed the levels of his assholery, in a way. Like, yeah. how much of an asshole he was. I mean, I love, you know, my favourite scene with him, it's not so much him, but it was... It, well, it is, but it's of the new boyfriend of, um... <laughs> I feel like I should remember her name, too. I know, right? Uh... Oh, man, this is terrible. Liv Tyler, I like the no, actress. No, I know the actress, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is shocking. Uh, yeah. Do we even like Marvel <laughs> movies or what? Well, I think that's the problem. I think you brought up, like, one of the least favourite ones, because it was like, ah, yeah. Betty. Oh, my God, Betty. My mum will kill me. That's in, well, that's my mum's <laughs> Betty. So, you know, it's, um, where was I? Here's her as bait. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, no, no. no. My favourite scene boyfriend. with the boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, with the new boyfriend. The It was after the university scene, so then that was when General Ross used his daughter. The Hulk ended up taking off with her. And then he was at the house getting all the bits and pieces of, of what she had yep. to find out any new information. <laughs> and then the new boyfriend's on the porch and General Ross comes out and they had this little chat one-on-one. It was, uh, I love that bit because it just showed General Ross's, like, true colours of he didn't give a fuck about anyone. He just wanted to get banner. Mm. Like... And it just shows just how brutal he really is. The new boyfriend said that she'll help him any way she can. Mm. And he goes, well, then she'll be a fugitive as well. My favourite scene. Dickhead. Yeah. My favourite scene with him was the after credit scene. Because you can't see that he's just realised, mate, maybe everything's come crashing down. He's like, oh, shit, what did I do? What have I become? And then Stark rolls in when he's, like, getting drunk at the bar. That was my, that was my favorite scene with him because like it just like <laughs> when he was down and out. Yeah, know. like at, at the end, you may maybe maybe he's come to like come to the realization that everything he's done was because he's a dick, and maybe that's all sunk in. He's like, oh, fuck. The turning point, and then he's uh, then the next time you see him, he's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, he's super. People. Because yeah, because he's like Stark comes in and suddenly he's offered 
a, a means of redemption almost. Mm. Like we, we've got this, and you can help us control these superpowered people. And he's like, okay, maybe I was doing it wrong. Maybe I can do it differently and better now. Yeah, yeah. Like, which, but that, right. that, that's my favorite thing because there, there's a lot you could read into it. But yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. But overall, I think the villains of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, abomination. <laughs> nah. Uh, nah, alright. Uh, 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 Iron Man 2. Let's move on. Let's move on. Iron Man 2. Ivan Banco. Was it part of Phase 1? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the third movie. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, sneaks, up, sneaks up on yeah, you. Yeah, no, man. Alright, so, I mean, his, his mission and motive. I, so, I actually yeah. had a bit of a soft spot for it. Really? With his mission oh, and motive. Man. Yeah, because I like the, the whole idea of. It's almost the sins of the father, yeah. you know, and this generational hatred that's built up, you know. I mean, just pure hatred for Stark and just wants revenge for his father. Mm. Like, it, it, to me, it's it's as high a motive as you're really going to get, you know, someone or watching someone you love just suffer yeah. and, you know, dwindle away into what, into... You know, not a shell of a man of what he could have been. You know, like in a little small hovel in this, you know, yeah. dark, dank, damp place. See, I, I've never, I've never come to the point where I know whether Stark actually did destroy the guy, like Tony's dad, whether he actually did destroy him and take all the credit, or if Ivan's dad was just like. You know, bitter because he missed out on an opportunity or something. I, I think that that would probably... Uh, you don't know. Do no, no, no. Because like, uh, this, is, be this is why I like it, is yeah. because there is that little bit of, uh, well, was it that or was it this? And oh, yeah, you could really see his that, motivations because but it was, he, he, he only knows what he was told. Exactly. And he in person of his own blood, right? And... So well, I mean, way. if you were taught as uh, and young what, that's right. so his dad as well died when he was in prison as well when Ivan was in prison. Is that right? No, no, he died on his bedside. And uh, it was like the one of the first scenes that you get to see. That's right. He only just yeah. got out of prison, so he missed out on not seeing him for a long time. I believe. Am I? Am, am I I'm am not sure. I can't remember that part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, because if it is how I remember, and like Ivan just got out of prison, and then he got there by the point where he's dying, and he had missed like time with him because he was in prison. I could see a lot of business forming from that as well, uh, and that like being referred business to Tony in a way. But um, yeah, well, especially when you see literally. Directly after the time that Tony came out and said he was Iron Man as well. So there's a lot of publicity on Tony, you know, and then his father dies. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to cut you. It's going to cut you. And, uh, you know, after watching his, you know, or hearing about his dad, if he's been in prison, just suffer this entire time and just slowly die. Yeah. Uh, you can see the motivation yeah. for why he so wanted to do what he did. His basic motivation and drive, I can totally understand that. His revenge, right? Yeah, which is basic human emotion, which yeah, all, all the things that led up to it, I can I can I can relate to that sure. 
the how he executed it though. Oh, yeah. I like I, I think the execution overall, like or maybe not the execution. <laughs> all right, all right. But the plan overall wasn't too bad. I think that they just. You know, getting hit by a car, you shouldn't be able to just, yeah, get up from that. There's a couple of mistakes there's, there's, there. there's, right. there's a couple of things. Which I think lets him down as, a, yeah. as that character. So, I think they could have done that first scene with him confronting Tony so much better. I, I like the race, race scene because Tony's arrogant, he's doing his own thing, something's on the racetrack. Well, and he's dying. So, yeah, he's exactly. like, I'm... Ticking off the bucket list. And Ivan's like obviously playing it well enough that he's been able to get past security, he's gotten onto the track, and then he pulls out some fucking whips. And I'm just like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm whiplash, I've got whips. But I guess that, uh, but that's the thing though, that was his plan though. His plan wasn't to actually kill Tony dead. His entire plan was to draw out. To, because somehow he knows that there are other people out there that aren't Tony's friend. Are you sure that was his plan, though? Because my, my thought was that he just got lucky after that and that his plan was to actually confront and kill Tony on the racetrack. No, I reckon he knew what he was doing and he was waiting for... Because he, he knew. Like, in that jail cell, he knew that there was other people out there with just as much money, just as much power, that want that technology, and then he goes out there and shows them that he's got it, he's capable, and, you know, I mean, he probably wouldn't have cared if he killed Stark mm, at that point, true. but I also think that he didn't go in there as a kamikaze style, he went in there to draw the no, sharks no, out of the water. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. And that's that was his whole speech, which is my favourite scene in that jail cell and that monologue that he has is absolute gold. No, okay. I don't recall that one, but okay. No, right. we can bring it up. We'll bring it up. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring it up. Can can you search for it this time? I know, I know. I was gonna say you can just do whiplash monologue, right? But I okay, that's fine. Pretty decent tech. Cycles per second were a little low. You could have doubled up your rotations. Focus the repulsor energy through ionized plasma channels. It's effective. Not very efficient. But it's passable knockoff. Uh, I don't get it. A little fine tuning. You could have made a solid paycheck. You could have sold it to North. Korea, China, Iran, Oregon right to the black market. You look like you got friends in low places. You come from a family of thieves and butchers. And now, like all guilty men, you try to rewrite your own history. And you forget all the lives the Stark family has destroyed. Speaking of thieves, where did you get this design? My father, Anton Vanko. Well, I never heard of him. My father is the reason you're alive. The reason I'm alive is because you had a shot, you took it, you missed. Did I? 
if you can make God bleed, then people will cease to believe in him. And there will be blood in the water, and the sharks will come. The truth, all I have to do is sit here and watch, as the world will consume you. Where will you be watching the world consume me from? That's right. A prison cell. I'll send you a bar of soap. Hey, Tony, before you go, palladium in the chest, painful way to die. Seva. just showing just how bad 
he really yeah. is, and uh, he means business, as opposed to Hammer, who, you know, he wouldn't even sort of fly at scene. Like, he just, uh, and then, you know, with the, the whole thing with the, the bird oh, as well, that's my bird, I want my bird. Yeah. Like, it just, even though oh, Hammer Hammer had all the all the cards. Hammer had all the play except for the technology, and yet he just had to appease this yeah. guy. Like, and the, Ivan just demanded that respect and demanded and commanded. You know what? And as a villain, I, I think I I think I, I respect him a lot more after having watched that monologue again. Kind of in the same way, having watched Obadiah's monologue, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I, I can I can feel the the hatred and the almost contempt from Ivan for Tony in that, and but yet calm and calculated. As yeah, well. like, like very yeah, almost almost like you were saying with a smirk. Like I knew what you were going to do the whole time, and I know more about you than you know. And and then he's like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, it got Tony. That he, last year, you can see that, that Tony last year was terminated. It got him under his skin. And then, yeah. But yeah, look, so I will say, with Flash, character-wise, his character and development and, and how he came across, cool. Didn't like his fight scenes, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but the, the way that he connected and the way yeah. that he worked with good. the hero, like, I love that. But yeah, they just, they just didn't hit yeah. the fight scenes at all with him. No. Yeah, but, it was very quick yeah. as well. So let's move to Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer. I mean... The poor guy. I don't know. I just feel sorry for him. Really. He, he just—he's second in everything. I think he just had like, like almost starstruck envy of Tony. Of Tony. Yes. And like he even tried to portray Tony in like his how he dressed and how he tried to uh, make a big show of his presentations and stuff. But just he was just a bit of a dweeb. Like he just couldn't pull off Tony. He just said no, no. He he couldn't. He tried. He tried. And what to try? Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone uh, could try any harder. But yeah, he just always finished second. He also had good contacts because he was able to get Ivan like out of prison and transport and stuff like that. So he obviously had some good contacts or people who could work for him. That went well. His motivation in all of it. I mean, he never wanted to kill Tony. He never yeah. wanted to do that. He just wanted to... Like, I mean, in terms of a villain, yeah. he wouldn't really be a villain. He just, yeah, wanted to upshow him, get one over Stark for yeah. once. Exactly, and he wanted to try to pull the market away from what Tony was doing. And that's, Tony went out of weapons, right? So he's like, yeah. cool, let's get I want it. How do I do it? How am I going to beat up all these others? I'll get someone who has like tech like Tony. What do you think about it? It's like it makes sense. Oh, but um, he was just a that bit, would happen bit of an idiot. Well. <laughs> yeah, like he was just a bit of an idiot the way he like ended up going about it. Yeah, he just didn't. I have too much trust almost. Like he but, just yeah he lacked. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. He took it too literally. So. <laughs> yeah, it, my favorite scene with Hammer. Would have to be his entrance though of the X Factor. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just love the way he staggers out there, does his little dance, yeah. and just like yeah. He he's got the copiness. Yeah. He's got the copiness. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. And he's, that false confidence. I don't know where he pulls it from, but yeah, he's got that. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Is yeah. that what they're saying? 
Yeah, well, he, he does it so well. I, yeah. I, I try to relate to him in that way. <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah, we all do. I do lots of faking. I'm not sure I do make lots of making, but yeah. <laughs> you get there one day. Keep it going. Keep it going. The next scene would be they're selling the weapons with more machine. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a nice little comical little part there. Give me some. Give me some. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> give me nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Can't read you. Yeah, it was really good. That was, that was a cool scene as well, where he's like, I think it was, he went up to his plane and just started pressing buttons and like weapons started lowering. Is that the bit with War Machine? And like he's like, yeah, that's what I want. Give me that and that. No. Is that that? No, no. no. This, this is on the, the this is on the desk. Um, oh, when, on the desk. That's right. I put like all this in. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and then he's just like, I'll take it. Yeah, and uh, take what? All of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. That was good. Uh, so you did, a, you did a decent job, like, equipping War Machine as well, right? Because, like, that was Tony's original tech. He managed to integrate it with Tony's tech in a way that it would work for War Machine. So, I mean, he did quite a good job with the tech there. Except for the XY. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes the XY. Didn't even work. <laughs> So yeah, Iron Man two overall, Hammer. Like I enjoyed his presence. Actually, but I yeah. wouldn't even call him a villain, really. I can't. But I kind of wanted to come back a bit. Yeah, like, so I think I'll you. I think you've heard references of like Hammer Industries in some spots, right? I would love to see that back. Oh, that that might have been. Uh, not Iron Fist. That might have been in one of my old TV shows, like these were Hammer weapons or something. Yeah, so, but I wanna yeah. I wanna see him kind of evolve though. Like, as a, like, really take up, like, turn into that bad guy who's just going to break the prison guard's neck on the way out. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, well, turn he into that. Him, and he's just, like, matured a bit, and suddenly he's successful and knows what he's doing and talking about. And... Become an Obadiah Stane, the yeah, background, breaking the Maybe, and maybe he starts supplying stuff to, like, um... Oh, right, who's, who's Spider-Man's nemesis? Norman. Norman Osborn. Mm. Like maybe maybe he'll like join join his ways or he gets like maybe Hammer Industries gets taken over by Norm like Osborne Industries. Osborne. Uh, that's always on the cards. Who knows? Yeah, that's it. I want those cards on the table. I want Faye to be able to play those cards. Like <laughs> Oscorp and Spider Man, but we'll see where it goes. But um overall, like, yeah, the the villains and Hammer, like I include Hammer, I, I enjoyed him. And Ivan he was a good villain. Fight scenes with Ivan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, Ivan yeah. Ivan's drones versus War Machine Iron Man. Definitely. That was a cool, cool That's part. an understatement, yeah. actually. <laughs> but they, they seem to be doing good building the characters in the Iron Man movies, but then the fights, like the final confrontation of the the evil characters has kind of been a little bit of let down. Just because they've done a good job building the characters themselves and like their menace. Yeah, I always feel it's like uh, they were holding back to build I it think up. So yeah, I always, right? I always. Or maybe, like maybe they they didn't know they could flex it. But they just keep getting better and better each time. Though, so you know that's I think it's almost like a natural progression, right? You do it more often, you're gonna get better at. It. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like how cool, Ivan, cool character, let down a bit. The drones, they were. You can count drones as a as an enemy, right? Uh, I just, I mean, they were under Ivan's instructions, yeah. so that, that, they, they were okay. 
and I like the fight scene where Iron Man and War Machine got to just like do all of that was cool. Yeah. They were just like in that forest a bit, or the creek, and they just like unleashed all their firepower, and they were all. The one thing I would have liked to have seen is some of the collateral damage that Ivan caused. I think that yeah. would have that would have helped his. I mean, not that he needed it. I mean, his demeanor was very menacing. You know, he, you knew he meant business throughout the whole film, especially after that, well, that prison that, break. That was one of my gripes about, like, um, Infinity War, right? Like, and Endgame, where I was hoping, like, Spider-Man Far From Home, you could see some of what happened and some of some of the world and how it was trying to cope with, like, this weird disappearance and the influx of people. And I mentioned it a bit, but I wanted to see how, like, it had devastated the world in a way. But I don't think we'll see that in these movies. TV shows get off the ground well. I think that'll be a good area where they can. Like Winter Soldier and Falcon, you might be able to see a bit of that. Because that's more ground level then, right? Definitely more ground level with that tangent. We're going with the villains and Ivan. Uh, and then we're talking about this. No, we're, no, we're talking about like, the aftermath of the villains, right? Uh, the collateral damage. The collateral damage. Yeah, yeah. And like... And, and the aftermath of all the villains leave behind. Just to see some of the destruction yeah. that Ivan caused during his, you know, crusade of maybe, maybe someone needs to do one of those YouTube channels where they go through and, like, calculate up all the damage caused and, like, have, have a, a dollar number at the end of... Oh, I should look that up. Maybe so someone's done that. Go around and collect coins, is that yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Let's move on, then. Yeah, do you want to call it, or...? It's your call, man. Your podcast. It's up to you. All right. How many have we got? Next one on the list. <laughs> we got Thor. All right. We can do Thor. So let's go with Thor. And then after this one, we'll, we'll just call this part one. <laughs> phase um, one, phase one. Yeah, phase and one. Then we'll do phase two. <laughs> phase one and phase one. Yes, awesome. Thor. Now, Laufey, I mean, he's not the main antagonist through this, but yeah, you've got to include him, because he starts it off, sort of thing. It was, it was cool seeing the flashback of him and Odin and the Asgardians and the Frost Giants all fighting, right? That was pretty wicked. You don't know what his motivations are. You don't get to see the true power no. of him. Like, I, I love the... So, I'm skipping to my favourite yeah. scene with him. I mean, he's not a big screen time. I no, mean, no, no. And I'll get back to when he started off obviously with the next antagonist in this movie so you know when he my favorite scene is when odin comes down yeah. so thor's and he you know they're stuck and then thor comes down on the horse why a horse, odin comes down the horse buddy. No, oh thor. my bad my bad stop your drinking yeah yeah <laughs> odin comes down on the horse you know laughy just straight away mm. Just slides straight up as in a show of strength, right up to this old geezer. You know, I, I love that bit. I love that. Just the, and then he's you look weary, Odin. You know, just the really just oh, letting him know. Oh, you talking about when when Odin came to say Thor, right? I was thinking you were going to be talking about the the flashback where Odin went and took out Loki. No. though it's like oh is he like and you sort of really want to see that 
strength, you know, uh, release. I know, you just want to yeah, see yeah, like just, over it. But then obviously Odin just took the smart option yeah. because he knew he'd get outpowered. And I love I love that scene and the show of strength with him. I, I like him, but the execution of his plans, I mean, he almost, he was just being played the whole time. So if you go into, you know, he started all, well, really Loki pushed Thor into yeah. going there. Yeah, so, yeah, Loki was let down that they didn't use him well enough because he could have been cool. But um, Loki, yep, definitely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what are you going to say about Loki in this? Oh, like, it's, it's bloody brilliant, right? Like, it has everything there, you know. I think they they played him off to a T, and if you see, if you go back and see some of the scenes as well, like the, the scene where he's in the vault with Odin and has the one-on-one, it's very uh, heartfelt as a kid. Yeah, there was emotion there. Like, you can oh. see it. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah you have some... Some pent up emotions. Yeah, and that's his his motive, yeah. right? Is you know it, this envy, you know, greed, power, recognition, yeah. pride. He's been overshadowed by Thor, and and that by that point, right? He's realised that he was never actually an Asgardian. Well, that's that, like he had discovered that himself when the Frostrans touched him. Yeah, that's kind of noticed. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck's this shit? And then. Like, he, he had to come to all that realisation himself, so that bitterness as well, that's just powered it up. And, and so he confronts Odin and it's just like, dude. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's driving his pain as well. Like, he has this deep understanding that he's never going to be king and he's never going to match up the Thor in Odin's eyes, right? Like, not knowing why either. It's just bad parenting, one yeah, on one. Yeah. Like, it's just created this monster of mischief. For one of the first plays of the movies, he, they made him a very complex character, and they built him up so well. That's why he's a lot, like, one of the fan favourites, because he has so many complexities. Like, he has, he has actual deep love for his mum. It's a Frida. Yes. Yeah, and, like, he actually has a deep love for her, and he's, he's taken on her magic and tricks as well and yet he has his deep burning bitterness and oh like greed he, he wants power there's so much complexities and overlaying stuff you're just like Ooh. yeah and it all stems down to him really not understanding why he couldn't match up yeah. Thor as a child throughout their you know uh, growing up together and having this deep understanding that he wasn't going to match up so I absolutely love that. Yeah. You know, like, and everybody does. You well, know, everyone does. Best. I should have, I should have had a one before this saying, "Ladies, keep keep your pants off," because like, <laughs> I don't. People love him, even though he was the villain. Everyone just loves him. Yeah. 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 And thought. You know, it, it's almost like a, I don't know his plan of being able to execute what he wanted to do, which is pretty much be equal to his brother yeah. at the end of the day. That's all he wanted. But the plan to do that was to destroy his brother as well. See, I, I feel like some of his plan may have evolved and changed as he went. So I think maybe he was happy to leave Thor exiled, except maybe the business got better of him or the emotions took hold. And he's like, you know what? We well, found out new information. Yeah. So, so maybe stuff was just going on in his head. He's like, no, I can't, can't deal with it. Just, just go get rid of it. 
Because, I mean, he invited the Frostrider team yeah. to begin with. So it was his plan to start this in motion, uh, whether he knew Thor was going to get exiled or imprisoned or... But at the end of it, he just wanted Thor out of there so that he could end up saving Odin mm. and gaining that, uh, that respect. Trust, right? Yeah, yeah. Respect, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta love it at how intricate it really goes into yeah. and how emotional it is when it's involved with that, you know, the, the brother, the father and how it dives into all of that. Yeah, I I, I do enjoy going back and rewatching that. Like I think he overshadowed Thor in a lot of ways. Oh that's so, he so made the movie. Ways, yeah. He made the movie. I I, 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 love, I love Hemsworth and his portrayal of of Thor and it's cool, and I like him as a character, but Loki just kind of stole the show a little bit. Oh, man. However, you can't have Loki without having Thor like he was, so. Now, I just want to, we're going to show, because yeah, he is so good, <laughs> I'm going to show you this vault scene, because, or not show it, but listen to it, because it's absolute gold. Well, you show it to me, so that counts. <laughs> My son. What more than that? The casket wasn't the only thing you took from Jotunheim that day, was it? aftermath of the battle I went into the temple and I found a baby. Small to a giant's offspring, abandoned, suffering, left to die. Alfie's son. child. No. You took me for a purpose. What was it? Tell me! I thought we could unite our kingdoms one day, bring about an alliance, bring about a permanent peace through you. But those plans no longer matter. So I am no more than another stolen relic. Locked up here until you might have use of me. Why'd you twist my words? You could have told me what I was from the beginning. Why didn't you? You're my son. I wanted only to protect you from the truth. What, because I, I, I'm the monster that parents tell their children about at night? Oh. You know, it all makes sense now. Why you favored Thor all these years. Because no matter how much you claim to love me, you could never have a frost giant sitting on the throne of Asgard.